0: We will be recording in five, four, three, two, one. I'm Caroline Dowd Higgins. Thank you for listening to Your Working Life, my podcast series featuring thought leaders in the career and personal growth arena. You spend a significant portion of your life at work. So, my goal is to provide you with tools, inspiration, and resources so you can enjoy your career. And love your life. And I am delighted to welcome my very special guest to the show today, the one and only Jimmy Osmond. Jimmy, welcome to the show. Hi, how
1: are you, my friend? Thanks for having me on.
0: Oh, my goodness, I'm so excited. I am eager to tell our listening audience all about you. Certainly, uh, you are a household name to many, but we have a diverse global audience. So I want to tell them that Jimmy Osmond is the youngest member of the Osmond family a multifaceted performer, singer, musician... <sighs> Producer, author, and entrepreneur. Jimmy,
1: you do it all. <laughs> or you can just say the caboose. You do of it eight all. Eight boys and one girl. You do
0: it all. Absolutely. Can you imagine
1: the hand me downs? Quite oh, frankly, goodness. Marie's never did me any good, but we're okay.
0: <laughs> and you are married to the lovely Michelle Larson since 1991, and you say that your most satisfying accomplishment has been raising your four children. What intrigues me, Jimmy, is that you started your entrepreneurial and performing career at the age of three. So this year marks your 50th year in the entertainment business, and we're going to talk a lot about this today. After the passing of your mentor and friend, Andy Williams, you became the owner of the Andy Williams Performing Arts Center and Theater in Branson, Missouri, which hosts hundreds of shows, and I understand you're at the theater today doing that interview, but let's take a walk back in time, Jimmy. When did you start this entrepreneurial part of your career, and You know, most of us know you as the singer, musician, entertainer, but there's an entrepreneurial element. So, walk me through that.
1: Okay. Well, you know, when I started performing, I don't really even remember starting. My family were the featured act. Walt Disney discovered my brothers, and, uh, you know, they were regulars and the featured act on his shows and sang on his records and toured with him. And I just thought every kid did what I did, and I just (laughs) wanted to be a part of it. And so I did. I started singing when I was 3. And uh, we were on tour uh in Japan of all places with Pat Boone following, you know, Andy as well. And, and uh, the head of Sony said, "Wouldn't it be cool if your kid uh would could sing in Japanese?" And so I was the first American to to sing child anyway, just to record and sing in Japanese. And I sang a song called Chichana Koibito, which means My Little Darling, and uh, it was such a novelty that it became the first gold record in the Osmond name, which was, I love to rub into my brothers, (laughs) and uh, it just started a whole bunch of interesting uh, opportunities that, uh, you know, I endorsed soft drink commercials, and I would have my own, you know, tours, and then I'd come back to America and join my family as just a little boy, you know, doing these things. And uh, later on in life, you know, I, I never thought show business would last for me. Um, I don't know why. I just, you know, uh, you know, so I kept being open to opportunities that would come across, um, that we would come across. And I would try to find out what every job was uh, and try to develop these little skill sets that. Uh, we're in our field, in the entertainment business, and you know it really was a good was a good opportunity to have uh, so many opportunities by being part of a family like mine. And uh, you know, I ended up being a concert promoter, and and uh, tell I produced eleven hundred hours of network programming. And you know, I've never been afraid to do anything, you know, on stage or behind the scenes. And I, I think that's been our secret is our openness to um, to realize that you know you're not always going to be the flavor of the month and especially in a business like show business mm-hmm. so you really need diversity in a field that you love and to look at not just about being famous but about having a career in in the field you love and you know I've done all kinds of things from my own commercial production companies to to whatever and and now you mentioned I'm back to what I love the most which is you know, producing live shows. I produce about 400 shows a year. If you can believe it, I'm not in all of them, <laughs> but it's uh, it's great fun to lift people and to be a part of something that is bigger than you. That you know, you realize the audience is there to forget their troubles for right. a couple of hours and right. and leave positive. And um, and that's a great great thing to be a part of.
0: Well, what you do is transformative for the audience and I'm so excited because I will have a chance to hear you live this summer. So looking Yeah, for to the that. Moon
1: River and Me show. That yeah. that's been a fun pet project. You know, before Andy Williams passed away, it was something that he wanted to see happen. It was, you know, he has a treasure trove of footage and, you know, of the who's who of, of old Hollywood right. that were on his shows and and you know, you need that connectivity to really pull a show off like that. And I was there, you know, with my brothers and and my sister, and it—it's uh, it, it, great fun to reminisce, sing those old classic songs. Also, share—you know—our career and legacy grew out of Andy's, and so it's kind of fun to have that rapport. With an audience that's watched you grow up in their living room, <laughs> you yes, know what I mean.
0: I do, I do. So tell me, Jimmy, being part of this iconic Osmond family probably came with a tremendous sense of responsibility. Was there a family work ethic that just permeated everything that that you and your brothers and sister did?
1: Yeah, and I think that saved us too because my dad was an army sergeant. Yeah, and my mom was a school teacher. so they uh, we had discipline. We had um, you know we had real grounding um and i was so I'm so grateful for that because there's so many pitfalls in everybody's lives, you know especially these days. but thank goodness we did this career together, and we were part of a team, and I think that's important to especially when you look in the mirror too much, which people in the entertainment business seem to do, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, yet, yet you realize hazard. that wait a yeah. minute, no. You know, you're part of something and, and you, you have to, you know, pull your own weight and you, you know, have to keep reinventing yourself and you're doing it for something bigger than you, which is your family. And, and uh, you know, there's been disastrous situations in a lot of entertainment families that have seemed to lose the concept of the team spirit, you know, and, and supportiveness of each other.
0: Right. So let's talk about reinvention because I think anyone who's in the biz, in the industry of entertainment for for decades has to do an occasional rebranding, right, and reinvention. Constantly, yeah. Yeah, so talk to us about that and how that process occurs with you.
1: Well, I think it's just been a natural thing, you know, to survive in any business. you Nobody cares what you did. They want to yeah. know what you're going to do for them today. Right, and What's next? Having a backstory is always nice, but sometimes that can be a liability. I mean, we went through times where, you know, I had hits like Long Haired Lover from Liverpool and Donnie had Puppy Love and all these things. And you get branded, uh, you know, to being one thing. People want to pigeonhole you into saying that's all you do, you know. And it's a real trick to, to continue to come up with projects and package yourself in different things. Over the years... For me and my brothers, because I've managed the brothers for many, many years now, um, anytime like, I go back to Europe, I spend four or five months a year there nice. uh, producing shows. Every time I go back, I never do the same show. It's either packaged with Jimmy Osmond's American Jukebox or Moon River and Me or you know the Once in a Lifetime Tour or whatever, because you have to give your loyal fan base. I call them friends because they've stuck with us yeah. so many years. Something new every time.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, and we've also had hit records that are everything from started in barbershop music to country music to rock and roll hits, you know. And I think that's been our secret is to, you know, continually, you know, try new things. And uh, I've done musical theater. Mm -hmm. I was in Chicago and Greece and doing, you know, Joseph. I did Joseph before my brother Donnie did it, but it was... Musical theater has been a passion for me, and, uh, it's, but yeah, you always have to do something new and stay loyal to the one that brought you to the dance, meaning the fan base that, and and the people, the friends that have stuck with you, uh, so long, you have to be loyal to that, but always give them something new.
0: Would you agree to, as, as a singer, performer, that also keeps you fresh, and in good vocal shape, and just keeps you at your best?
1: Totally, and you never stop learning. Right. I mean, I know you're an opera star, and it's, uh. You, you know, recently so I did a show. Well, not yeah. too recently, but a little while back, I did a, a one of those reality shows <laughs> in England called Pop Star to Opera Star, and Catherine Jenkins and uh, Alandro. There, they were all you know our mentors, and and you know you constantly keep learning. I mean, I've I've been in the business fifty years, and every show I I something new. You know, and I think that's important to be open and to. uh to realize that there's, you don't know it all and that yeah, you need to be.
0: We are constantly learning. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, constantly learning. Yeah. And good to people on the way up and down because you know what? You've seen it. You meet the same people. Yes. You know, one person might be a roadie and the next thing you know, he's the one that's, or she's the one that's hiring you to yeah. be on the show. Yes. You know?
0: Absolutely. You must be gracious and treat everyone with dignity. You really respect. do. Absolutely. So let's transition a little bit. So many of our listeners around the globe, and it is an international
1: audience, have heard
0: of the Children's Miracle Network, but some have not. So would you share how that all began and how sure. you were involved?
1: Well, initially my, my brothers started singing to raise money for uh, hearing aids for my two older brothers, because my two older brothers were born deaf. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they would go around and sing songs and and uh, people would, uh, you know, give donations or whatever. And, and later on, my mother wanted to do something to help other families in a similar situation. So she started the Osmond Foundation, and uh, it created uh, a telethon uh, at our television studios. And it grew to, uh, it was first of all, it was for the March of Dimes. And then the next thing we know, we uh, used the relationships we had with all of the different Television stations that had aired our variety shows and specials, and we put that telephone on and got sponsors uh, involved and uh, and it, it turned into the Children's Miracle Network, which was always a production of the Osman Foundation and that's grown to this day to uh, to have what one hundred and seventy hospitals. It's raised over five billion dollars for kids, which is really amazing. And um, thanks to good sponsors and generous hearts, you know. And um, one of those kids were mine, was my little girl. And I sit on the board still today and uh, I never really appreciated it until I needed a children's hospital. And what was so amazing, I was in the ambulance, you know, flying down the road, you know, as fast as we could and I looked at the very piece of equipment that was helping my daughter and it had our little logo, you know, the balloon, you know, that you see at Walmart and Dairy Queen and everywhere. Um, And I just at that time, you know, said a little thank you prayer because of the foresight of my mom, you know, having a generous heart and and, uh, the right purpose in it all. And it's amazing. She would always say, you can get a lot done if you don't care who gets the credit. And it's really true. (laughs) She's she's blessed. Well, 17 million children a year are benefited by this charity that she started. And, uh, of course, many others. um, My sister and so many people have gotten involved. John Schneider and you name it. And uh, have really continued to. It make it a, uh, one of the most powerful children's charities in the country, which is cool.
0: Absolutely. So let's talk about the power of of Andy Williams. He was he was a mentor. He was a friend. He was a teacher. Someone that uh, really shaped your life and your career. And. Now, the Andy Williams Performing Arts Center and Theater is is yours, so you're running Well, it. it'll
1: always be Andy's, but okay. I'm the, I'm the, the guy spirit. that cleans it up. Okay, you got <laughs> it. pays you the bills, it. I guess. So tell you me about say. that.
0: It's in your care. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Yeah. no, I did. Andy, before he died, he said he wanted to be remembered for his music, which of course everyone does mm-hmm. remember that, uh, but he wanted to, to keep the tradition of the Andy Williams Christmas show alive, and it's been going since the 60s, and... So, that was a huge ask and, you know, responsibility. I had a theater here as well in Branson, middle part of the country, you know, buckle of the Bible belt. Mm-hmm. People, seven, eight million tourists a year come here just to see shows, you know. Oh, yeah. And uh, and so, yeah, I took it on a couple of years now, and it's it's done so well. And we now take it to Europe for this year again and, and start to tour it more and but, you know, I think people want to want to forget their troubles. They want to remember an easier day, especially nowadays. Yeah. And I think it's a really fun thing that happens when you're on stage and, and you're singing those songs that are so iconic, like it's the most wonderful time of the year, all those songs that we sang on. Um, and people are remembering their lives when they're here. And it's just a neat thing. And uh, it's also... Andy stood for so many things he's he stood first and foremost for quality he always surrounded himself with the best yeah and you know and that's why he was the best is because he was never afraid to reach out to whoever you know had was cutting edge in everything in business and in, in his costuming and his in, you know musical arrangements and that's a formula that we've lived by is is surround yourself with the best, and the best will you, you'll have the best result. And hopefully, I'm following uh, the formula that he taught us uh, for success, and and the pacing, the fast pacing that you have to have in producing a show like his. and uh, people love it you know
0: you know how important that is too because you understand what it's like to be in the audience and I think as a performer you have that unique insight about what an audience receives well and that's crucial to the success of any endeavor
1: well you know one of the things that I learned was you know you really need to always have the open because a lot of entertainers a lot of entertainers, you know, think when they've had success that they you know they know what the audience wants. But you really need to find out what's wrong with your show. Yeah. You really need to beat it up. And, yes. and owning theaters, you you know, you, you hear the front lines. Normally an artist will go in and they'll get a guarantee. They'll just do their show. They'll leave. They're, they're never on the front line selling the tickets. They're never on the front line marketing the show, finding out what's wrong with the, the show, you know, what it yeah. needs to do. To, to continually be reworked and repackaged and presented properly. And so having, being the guy on the front line for my family for many years, and and in this case, Andy Williams Theater, um, I hear what's wrong with it. I, I see what needs to be done, and I I take all that on board. And,
0: and you uh, make a better show because of it.
1: You Absolutely. do. You know, so many people don't want to hear what's wrong with them or, you know, um, When in actuality, that's the best thing you could do is to find out the truth about how you're coming across, you know.
0: So, Jimmy, I think I know the answer to this as a fellow performer. I often say that singing is like oxygen for me, but you have so many things happening in your world on the entrepreneurial side, running the theaters, Uh, producing the shows, authoring books, which we're going to talk about soon. Why do you still perform?
1: I, You know, I don't know. I think... I won't perform if I didn't feel there was an audience that wanted me to do it. You know what I mean? I do. I don't ever want to force that. Um, but I love, probably more than anything, I, and then you get a buzz out of anything uh, that you work on, whether you're behind the scenes or in front of the camera, but getting a, that initial uh, immediate response to what you're doing or what you've produced with a live audience, is so much fun. It's so challenging. I mean, we yeah. grew up performing on live television, so there were no mistakes were no... and it pushed you to be the best you yeah. could be. And, and when you're on stage and people respond to a song uh, or, you know, some interaction that you're having with them, it's just exciting. And, and I like people. I really do. And I, I, you know, we've been blessed to perform all over the world. And, and uh, it's just, it's such a challenge every time to go out there and i take that responsibility so seriously that people have paid hard money to come to see you or or your production that you've produced and um, it really is a huge responsibility to make sure you deliver for them you know i
0: agree i agree yeah. so jimmy as we as we end tell us a little bit about your journey as an author because that may be unexpected for some of our listeners they may not know that you have authored books so tell us about that
1: well I'm, I'm not a big author but I'm, I want to be I want to learn and, and grow that way you know one of my pet hobbies was cartooning and uh, yeah. I used to always I had a cartoon strip in Japan once it was short-lived but then I went and I did used to design uh, characters I had a development deal with Warner Brothers and none of my cartoons really saw the light of day but it was a, a great it was a great experience to interact with you know, a studio like that and, and rub shoulders with people and become better at that. Anyway, my whole family have, have done autobiographies, you know, because we've been around a long time and everyone keeps pushing me to do it. And I said, well, if I'm going to do something, I want to write a book about that benefits kids because that's yeah. my passion is is raising my kids. And and I see today there's a lot of people that these kids are growing up and with a lack of self-esteem and how, you know, and I'm like – so I wanted to tell my story in a way and use my illustrations and my character design to, uh, to hopefully have a book that would inspire kids that, that they knew that God loved them as much as he loves anybody. And that, you know, if you, if you stay and you work hard and you're disciplined in your life and you're passionate about what you want to do, there's great odds that you'll have success at it. And that's what, so I came up with this little book, told my story of a kid that didn't know where he fit in, in my family, if I really mattered, you know, <laughs> and uh, and tried to find out what I could do to be part of the team and part of the solution. And uh, so I created this little book called The Awesome Possum Family Band. And it's really, it touches my heart when I hear people in schools, you know, teachers that have said they've used it and, and that it really worked, you know. And so I, I started, you know, producing these things. And uh, and way, way back, I had an advertising agency. So I love graphic design. And, and uh, you know, I've, I've produced a lot of books and stuff for other people. But this one was my first one, you know. And since then, I've done some books on health and nutrition. And, and uh, it's great fun to actually make something out of the air yeah. and just turn it into a product. That is valued by others, and I, I've really enjoyed it. Our mutual friend Stacy yes. Miller, she's a great friend, and she's really inspired me on how to, how to be, become a publisher. It's so easy nowadays, uh, and um, so yeah, I'm enjoying that. But hey, I'd love for you to have one of those uh, awesome Possum Family Band books for fun, just to because it's my love. story, but yeah. it's done in a way that hopefully isn't so much about me, but about helping other people especially kids know that, that it, it, you can do it you know
0: well you are an absolute inspiration Jimmy what a joy to have you on the show and speaking of the book and other ways to contact you tell us how we can find you out in the social media world I know you have an extraordinary website and I'm sure people want to buy your books. so tell us how we can do that
1: well, you know, you can always go to jimmyosman.com, okay. <laughs> Which is original, right? Or it you can works. go for the for the shows for the Moon River and Me show. Uh you can go to andywilliamsshow.com or shows.com. Um and then if you want to come see the theater, it's the andywilliamspac.com, which stands for performing arts center. And uh and you can pretty well find us uh, if you just google Osmond; you you'll probably find us. That's but, true. Uh, that's but true. you know, it's 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 really been a blessing to be able to do what I love for so many years, and uh, and to uh, still have my family relationships intact with my brothers and my sister, and and uh, you know, we've been so blessed, and it's it's um, it's really been amazing that we've lasted this long, and I'm so grateful, and I'm grateful for you reaching out and letting me be on your show, and and uh, you know, we should have been talking about you and your career because oh, well. you've you've been a very accomplished. Um, well, you know, yeah. opera singer and. And, uh, and now, of course, you touch many, many lives with your show and inspire people. So thank you for including me.
0: Well, you're so welcome. And a, and a shout out to Stacy J. Miller, our dear friend, because she made the connection. And we are both so grateful. And I get to meet you in person very soon I know, I'm because excited. I'm going be to be in the audience.
1: I to to give you some of your yes. opera tips when, you when I'm go. singing those old Andy Williams okay. classic songs. All right? Sounds
0: good. Well, Jimmy, what a joy. I am so delighted that you could share your time and expertise with me and millions in our listening audience today. And I will see you in person very soon. But I thank you again for being with me today.
1: I look forward to it. Thank you, my friend. Be well. Take care.
0: And I want to thank all of you for tuning in to Your Working Life. Where my- <laughs> Are you there? And it's time to embrace what you love doing so you can do more of it. Jimmy, we're going to just redo the outro. So give me one second. Yeah, sorry. You cut out there. That's okay. That's okay. And we're going to do the end intro again. Five, four, three, two, one. Thank you for tuning in to Your Working Life, where my goal is to help you design your career destiny so it doesn't happen by default. Career and life satisfaction is possible, and it's time to embrace what you love doing so you can do more of it. My show is now available on iTunes, YouTube, Podbean, and Stitcher. Leave a comment, because I always appreciate hearing from my listeners. I'm Caroline Dowd-Higgins. Take good care.